Today, we're going to interview the CEO of a brand new interactive streaming platform called Alter Live. What is Alter Live? Well, Steve Vogg said, it's like if Zoom and the church online platform got married and had a baby. Hmm. Well, we'll find out more next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. I'm Phil Thompson. How's everybody doing today? Hi, and I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, how is life for you? You have a house full of... uh, Cats and dogs and kids, right? Yes, we yes we are babysitting. My wife primarily babysitting, and we're dog sitting. So right. we have grandson and grand dog. So all right. So your life is busy, and for those of you who don't know, we we've, we've been working out of our home for the last thirty years. So it doesn't, you know. I know with COVID, everybody's working out of their home, but we've been doing it not thirty years. We've been doing it for a long time. All right. Well, good. Well, well welcome everybody to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast, and uh, we're glad to have you here today. We've got a special guest on the show today. Her name is Stephanie Stephanie Antonucci Leith. Did I get that right, Stephanie? Got it right. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. And Stephanie is with a, uh, a company called Alter Live. You can go to alterlive.com and find out more about it. But uh, instead of going there, why don't we just ask Stephanie a little bit about, uh, first of all, uh, we ran across you guys. Uh, you know, we do streaming video as well as other things. And uh, we had a, uh, Steve put us a potential customer asking if we integrated with, with Alter Live. And we, we looked around at each other and said, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, but uh, we didn't exactly say that. But we, we didn't really know what, about Alter Live because Alter Live, A-L-T-A-R, mm-hmm. is a, a new venture that you guys have come up with in the last, what, 18 months or so? Yeah, 18 months. We are definitely a product born out of COVID. All right. Well, tell us what is Alter Live and, and how does it work with streaming video and how, how does churches, how do churches get involved in this and, and just tell us all the good stuff about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so nice to be on this show. Obviously, we've been, we knew about you guys long before you knew about us. We've known about streaming church TV for quite a while now. Um, and you guys have a lot of uh, great customers uh, that we've had the pleasure of bumping into now since we live in this shared space of helping churches not just get online, but also engage people online. Right, right. Uh, so that's very much what Alter Stout started out of. So we're a team of uh, software engineers and entrepreneurs. Uh, we came together in the middle of COVID, really helping a local pastor friend get his live stream online. And in helping him do that, realized, you know, while getting the live stream online is what you guys are really amazing at doing, uh, there was a a gap starting to form. Most people were watching at home, um, either on, you know, YouTube, Facebook, their church website, uh, or the church online platform, but they weren't able to really talk back. Uh, church was becoming a Netflix show more than an actual community experience together. And so we said, could we, could we help bridge this gap? 
a lot of churches started using Zoom to do that, um, but that drop off between switching between links from one platform to Zoom and back and forth, uh, nobody likes doing that. So uh, we said, could we use the tool of, you know, both live streaming and video conferencing together to recreate what church is about, which is, you know, our community life together uh, in the online space. So Alter Live was born out of that. Uh, we launched in October last year. Uh, we've been developing as a team for 10 plus years, but the platform itself uh, was, was really designed and developed in partnership with churches, understanding how they are trying to meet the engagement needs of their people online. So that's a little bit of the background of our starting story. What is Alter? Uh, we are a browser-based video conference and live stream platform. Think of uh, the, the fun analogy a lot of people give when they see the platform is it's like church online platform chop and Zoom had a baby, it would be Alter Live. Uh, if you could bring those two functionalities together, that would be what you can do on Altar. So for churches, we replace um, primarily their Zoom subscriptions. So Altar is a video conference destination. You can use it for all, you know, one account covers all your staff needs, volunteer needs, and any event that you might be hosting throughout the week. Um, instead of having multiple Zoom accounts, you can have one account to host all of those types of events. And our, our signature difference is really the way we handle breakout rooms as well. So instead of breakout rooms, we do a tables where people can move freely between them. It really brings back some of that organic nature of what we do in person. The right. second way the churches use us is um, often as a YouTube or CHOP or um, Facebook replacement or in addition to Facebook or YouTube and social media platforms but a, a way to take your live stream and make it an interactive experience where people can not just watch, but even interact with each other on a peer-to-peer -peer level, both in what we call the auditorium, where people can take seats over video conference with one another, and in the lobby before and after. Think of it a little bit like your virtual fellowship hall. So those are the two main ways that churches use Alter right now. It's really meant to be a seven day a week platform. Um, and we have about 1,200 communities on the platform now all across the world, which has been really exciting to see grow um, from you know, North America to the Europe, um, African continent, and all the way down to Australia and Southeast Asia. Cool. So um, if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, hmm, if I was to do a Zoom meeting with my church and I've got you know, 500 people at my church, like that's going to get really interesting if I got 500 of those little tiles up there and 500 people trying to talk to me and the pastor's trying to, to get the message out and, and people envision this just chaos, right? Cause we're doing a zoom meeting right now to do this um, podcast and it's very manageable with two or three, or we do our small groups at our church with, you know, maybe up to six, up to 10 or so, and you can kind of manage it. But you get much more than that, it gets start getting crazy. So how does Zoom address that issue in your, I mean, not Zoom, how does Alter Live address that issue in your product? Absolutely. And that that is exactly the scenario we saw most people in. You know, uh, you, you really do more listening than talking once it gets over six, eight, 12, really 12 is kind of the maximum that we hear from people before it becomes more like a show than it does a conversation. So um, ways we do that on Alter. So we, we have the capacity on Alter to easily move from big groups to small groups and keep that organic flow there. So um, for 
let's take a small group example, your Bible study example. So, you know, Bible studies that are using altar function very similarly to what you do on Zoom right now, where you can be in a all, an all group meeting all together. You can do screen share, mute, control people's audio mics, but you can also break people out into smaller groups. Um, in, on Zoom right now, the host has to manage all of that. They have to create the breakout groups. They have to move people between them. And if Steve wants to go talk to Phil, he can't just go have a side conversation with him. He, you know, the host would have to move him where he needs to go. On Alter, you have the ability to actually go hop between those small groups and even go have those side conversations with people. Um, so it allows you to still have that big group conversation, but then also be able to do something more organically. Maybe Phil wants to share a private prayer request with Steve. Maybe um, the host needs to have a little conversation off to the side about what's coming next in the schedule. There's lots of opportunities for people to catch up more organically within the both the breakout rooms space and the main event space. So you were explaining this, and we don't have the the benefit of the the visual with this, but the kind of painting a picture for this for for a service is it would show the the pastor or the worship band or whatever kind of in the front, and then you've got just um, some some rows of with four seats together. So as people arrive to a service, they see the, the, the pastor or the worship band or whatever's going on in the service. And then you would, I guess, as if I want to participate, I pick a row and choose a seat on one of those rows and those rows are limited to four people. Right. So, right. so as I go, we'll explain how that, what, what happens. So once I sit yeah. down in a row, what happens? Yeah. In the auditorium state. So, right. so yeah, in the auditorium small group, that small group function you just described is regular Zoom meeting. But now if you're trying to use Zoom for what you're describing, a Sunday service or something that's maybe a little bit more structured, maybe you have a, lar a larger audience, maybe there's 500 people in this Sunday service, Zoom becomes really unwieldy. But on Facebook or YouTube, you know, you can, you can scale that event, but now people can't actually talk to each other except through the comments. And you don't actually know who's on the other side of the screen. All you can see is a number of views. So on Alter, what it looks like to join a Sunday service, you're going to click on that link. It's going to open a browser on your uh, window or on your mobile phone. Um, and you're going to see that live stream screen at the top, very similar to what you might see on YouTube, on Facebook, on Chop, where everything's happening up on that stage like you described, Steve. Um, below it, you're going to see some empty rows. Um, these are seats where you can actually click on any empty seat as a user to join into a, a virtual watch party, you could call it, with other people seated in that same row. And in that row together, you know, Steve and I and Phil, we could all be seated in a row talking with one another while watching the live stream in sync, but not disturbing the audio of everyone else on the event because we're in a private group together. So use cases of this, you know, all of a sudden, instead of just watching in silence in your house by yourself, you can be watching with other people. And when somebody says on stage, you know, turn to your, turn to your neighbor and uh, discuss these sermon questions, you can actually do that. When you have a time of prayer, prayer points on screen, you have real people that you can do that with live or video conference versus just in the chat messaging. Um, so we see lots of that. One of my favorite things that I see on the platform during services is a time of passing of the peace or greeting one another. It's just as chaotic in online as it is in person, 
where people get to hop between those rows. And again, if I go see Phil sitting in another row, I can go hop to his row, uh, click on a seat next to him. And I can say, hi, Phil, like it's been a while. I heard you were sick this week. Um, how are you doing? And then I can go back and sit with Steve or choose to not be on video camera at all if I don't want to be. So that kind of interaction really brings back that organic feel and as well some of the agency of people on the actual event to choose who they who they sit with and who they talk with on the event. What if somebody's uh, sitting next to me and I don't want them sitting next to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's even easier than in person. All you have to do is leave your seat and you can go find somewhere else to sit or choose not to sit next to anyone. <laughs> We get that a lot. You'll also imagine, and for those listening, you can go look at it online, but you'll see the, the scrollable rows underneath the, the live stream video. I've, I've even found on, like I go to a lot of churches on Sunday, you can imagine all over the world, but I will often find a few people seated in the farthest back row on screen, even though it makes no difference, but uh, somehow humans still <laughs> manage to find the very back, back That's row. Funny. That's really <laughs> funny. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to rope off those back rows. Exactly. So, so it sounds like during a service, people are hopping around quite a bit then. I, I just envisioned that I found a seat. You know, it's just like, if I'm, like if I'm going to church, I'm not going to go, ooh, Phil's coming to sit next to me. I'm going to run off to Oh, you might. Row. <laughs> Depends on how badly Phil sings. Yeah. But, uh, so uh, do I need to take a seat? I mean, can I, can I just, you know, I'm, I'm this shy introvert and I don't want to deal with, I don't want to see people, you know, or I don't want people to see me watching church in my underwear and um, like, you know, or what's yeah. the, what's the opportunity for people to engage or withdraw on the platform? Great question. So that's something we've tried to maximize is, is people's ability to join as anonymously or as, you know, easily as they want without having to be on video camera, but then be able to take that next step. So you do not have to be on video camera at all on altar. You can see everything that's happening without having taken a seat. You can watch the live stream. You can participate in the chat, participate in polls, announcements, which are very similar to moments on the church online platform. Um, you, and then when you do want to take a seat, you know, you can have your camera off as well. So you can just be on audio with other people. That ability to um, move around during a service, you know, it's surprising. You would think, uh, so from what we observe, we don't actually see as many, you know, once the service begins, a lot of people won't, you know, move around between seats. They'll stay with who they are or they'll choose not to be seated after the participatory times, like a time of discussion or prayer, um, and they might choose to watch by themselves. Um, but one of the coolest things on altar is after, before or after a service or an event of any kind, the host can move everyone into the lobby. And then the lobby is, uh, is it's, it keeps everyone on the exact same link, um, but the host has the ability to essentially move people into a, a new space where there's no longer a live stream. Think of it like your virtual fellowship hall, where now instead of rows, there's tables. And those tables are where people can mix and mingle with each other. You can name those tables. So you might imagine now after the service, after this last song plays, you can um, move everyone into the lobby where there might be a meet the pastor table or a prayer table, maybe a few of those, um, maybe a next steps table where now people can go organize themselves around a specific topic or again, pull someone aside that they want to have a conversation with. 
And the magic number is still four though, right? The table seat four, is that right? right? You don't have a table of 25 or- Good good question. There's tables, tables and rows are both limited to four, but that's, so rooms is what you can also attach to your lobby. Rooms have the ability to to go up to 50 and 100. So we've, you know, all those things that you said on Zoom, one of the reasons we keep things at four in the, in the auditorium, in the lobby state is for those more intentional conversations that they don't get overcrowded. But there are events, there are things that you need to be able to talk to more people with all at the same time. And so that's where people use rooms. Rooms are, you can hop into rooms while you're in that lobby state as well. And rooms can, just like those tables can be named for different things. We often see churches using them before service begins for an adult discipleship class or a prayer room, or even like a children's ministry volunteer training session where uh, inside those rooms, you can do all the same things you do on Zoom, screen share, mute people, control cameras, and you can have, again, up to that 50 or 100 capacity in those. So it does, just making sure I understand the flow, and you showed this to me, I should have been paying close attention, but there's the worship service, and then there's the equivalent of the foyer with the tables. Yeah. Does the host then say, here's a set of rooms, and I can go choose a room to go to? So it's, I'm either in presentation, worship, service mode or uh, fellowship mode or teaching mode. Is that, is that correct? Almost. So there are the two main modes are auditorium mode where you have the live stream feed on stage, which can be pre-recorded or live video and those rows underneath where people can be in virtual watch parties together. As a host, you can move people then into the uh, what we call the lobby mode or the fellowship hall mode where within that there's both rooms and tables. So people then move themselves between either tables or rooms within that mode. Um, And just like in person, you know, you leave the sanctuary and you walk down the hall and you might bump into somebody in the hallway, but then you also might enter a classroom. You might leave that classroom, go back out into the hallway. Think of the lobby being able to do all of that. Okay. And one of the other questions that we had we had talked with you is because we was a question mark for us was being in the streaming space. You guys provide the platform, but you don't provide the streaming element for right. it, right? So you rely on third parties like us to provide the streaming piece of it. Absolutely. Okay, so so there's um, I guess when we get towards the end, we'll ask about how people can participate and what it would cost and all that sort of thing. But we'll get there. What, what were you going to say, Phil? Well, I was actually going there. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so when people go to alterlive.com, uh, they're going to see, you know, some information about alter live, a lot of what you've talked about, some videos, and then they can choose uh, somebody like us streaming church.tv, or they could choose somebody else. Uh, God mm-hmm. forbid, but you know, if they wanted to, they could, yeah. but uh uh, and, and that's, and, and so we provide a link, so to speak, that they could use to connect up with our content delivery, uh, yeah. servers. Right. And Absolutely. so, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, so there's a cost obviously for this, uh, let's talk about cost because we're starting to run out of time here. And I wanted to ask a, a couple questions about you, Stephanie. So you can't get, you can't get off the hook here, but uh, uh, what is the cost? So I'm a pastor listening to this alter Hmm, Sounds interesting. What's this going to cost me? 
Yeah, great question. So uh, I'll reiterate what you said too. Yeah, we are a destination platform. So you bring your own streaming provider to us. You can, you do not have to change anything about the way that you currently stream. If you're a streaming church.tv user, um, you can continue using it as you do now and continue to multi-stream to whatever platforms. Consider us one of those platforms you would multi-stream to. So depending on, you know, the complexity of what you're looking to achieve, uh, we can handle from very, very simple all the way up to really complex types of live stream connections. Um, mm -hmm. So cost wise, so you can consider Alter. I mean, again, for most churches switching to us, they're usually doing a few different kinds of cost savings. Prime, the first one that they're primarily doing is Zoom. You know, Alter allows you to switch off all of your Zoom accounts. I just onboarded a church last week that is switching from 90 Zoom accounts as a church to Alter with one account. Nice. Um, we, we can really handle, you know, the, the quantity that you're looking to host. Um, one account for all your small group needs. Um, the second piece of cost savings is the uh, anything that you're doing that you might be using a paid platform for when it comes to destination platforms. So if you're paying for, um, you know, capacity on Vimeo, on um, YouTube, any of these places, this becomes, uh, you know, a one-stop shop for that as well. And then lastly, I mean, the overall thing that we work the most on is engagement. And so um, what we price our platforms on is video conferencing costs and number of what we call monthly active users. So we start, you know, the tiers that you start on on Alter are 35 monthly active users, 70, 150, 300, 500. We can go up to, you know, 10,000 plus. Um, but so we, you're looking at a $69 cost for the 35 monthly active users, uh, 99 for 150, and then goes up from there, um, decreases as the more users you have on the platform. So one of the things people immediately ask is, what is a monthly active user? So if you're a pastor of a church, what, you're, what you need to be thinking about is two, two types of people. One is anonymous people. These are people who might be watching your Facebook stream or your YouTube stream or your church website, and they're not maybe a regular attendee or they're just checking you out. We'd call them a visitor or an anonymous guest. In Alter, you can have unlimited number of those. There is no charge to number of people who are watching. Um, when somebody becomes a monthly active user is when they decide to create an account in your Alter community to participate in video conferencing or some of the more direct uh, messaging features, things of that nature. Now it serves two purposes. Um, for the church, the, the benefit of this is that you now get to have an easier way to know who is watching your live stream feed. People have an easier way of making themselves known. On Facebook and YouTube, the only way you can know that is if they like your or comment on something. On Alter, you know, they can take that next step from, you know, again, just checking you out, fly on the wall perspective to then, you know, interacting with the greeter still as an anonymous person to being invited to take a seat or invited to participate in a room or something like that. Um, so that gives you a, a lot of contact information to follow up on. The second, really, the benefit of the way that we do monthly active users is the privacy and privacy and accessibility balance. You can imagine that uh, on the internet, what we're always thinking about is how to make everything as accessible as possible. So there should not be any hurdles that people have to jump through when they click on a link to join an event or a meeting. Um, so Alter maximizes that 
But because we handle video conferencing and direct messaging, the reality of operating on the internet is you have to think about all the worst case scenarios as well. And so we require that one level of authentication when somebody actually makes themselves a user um, to better protect your community and to be able to manage that security piece. So that's the way we think about monthly active users. The best part about Alter, it's pay as you use. So even our largest accounts start on the lowest tiers. As more people sign up, your users will increase and your monthly active user count gets reset every month. So if somebody accidentally creates an account or you know, maybe Christmas, you have a lot of visitors, but the next month you know, that drops in half or, or by however much, you're not paying for people who aren't using your platform. So our, our costs are really tied to that engagement level. Good. So I can That's have good. a bunch of, I can have 500 accounts or users, but I only get, you know, hundred attendants participating, then I'm not going to, I don't have to pay for everyone that signed up for an account. Exactly. Yes. You're okay. only paying for those who are actively participating in an event or a meeting. All right. That's good. Good deal. All right. So Stephanie, what's your position with Alter Live? Yeah, great question. I am a founder of Alter um, as well as the CEO. So I get okay. to... Uh, wear a lot of different hats at the company. Uh, my background has been in education, entrepreneurship. Uh, I'm the daughter of pastors, so I have always been on the other side of the uh, the aisle, so to say, uh, and have entered into the, the tech side more recently. Um, but uh, I work with an amazing team that has really helped dream up this platform and really, you know, dove into the to the faith space, uh, trying to understand this engagement gap that we that we are experiencing. So you don't see a lot of women in tech, and you're seeing more and more women in tech today, yeah. which I think is awesome. Uh, how did you get? I mean, you're one of the founders, but how did this happen? If you can give us a 60 second version yeah, of that's that. A great <laughs> question. Um, so yeah, so my background, so I, I, um, I actually do not have a background in software engineering or technology. I am married to a software engineer. So maybe that was a little bit of my early influence in the space. Um, and I can say I've always loved technology and, and computers, uh, played video games at a very young age. Uh, so it was probably, you know, looking backwards, there was a lot of early signs that yeah. this was something I would enjoy. Um, so my, you know, previously I, I worked in a lot of, uh, consulting for nonprofits and businesses. I worked at my alma mater, Gordon college, just, um, outside of Boston where I live now, uh, uh, in their entrepreneurship center through that role, I got the opportunity to meet lots of different startup founders, um, all over the Massachusetts area, but also beyond, um, it's how I met my two co-founders. So we uh, we met through a mentorship program that we are we, we they were helping with, um, and just struck up a friendship, struck up conversation. You can imagine an uh, event like COVID does not happen every year, so that that kind of uh, event plus us bumping into each other enough led to just some ideation starting. And like I mentioned, two things kind of happened at the same time. One was we shared a mutual friend um, in Boxford, Massachusetts here, who was getting his, he is a pastor, getting his live stream online, started helping him out together. And the second was um, we, we were starting to build into video conferencing and, and realized, all right, we've got two things happening here. One is we've, We've got a really underserved community. Faith people do not usually build technology for faith communities. Um, you guys are, a, you know, a rare example who've done a really amazing job in this space, um, but it, it's just not one that people are jumping into very quickly. 
Uh, and the second was video conferencing is becoming a really important part of the way that we communicate audio and video communication. So we said, could we could we help churches not just keep up with the pace of technology of what might have already been the standard a few years ago, but really stay ahead of that as well. Um, so pairing all of those things together, you can imagine uh, we all have that entrepreneur in us that just started on top of our full-time jobs to see if there was, you know, if, if there was some way we could contribute in this area. And it led to me quitting my full-time job, joining Alter full-time. And uh, we've been at it for, yeah, like you said, about 18 months now. Exciting. So how can people get a hold of you, Stephanie? Great question. Um, I am reached on lots of different platforms, but you can reach me at stephanie at alterlive.com. Uh, you can head to our website as well. There's a little chat bot in the right-hand corner that I see and answer a lot of, as well as our support team. So you're welcome to reach out to me there as well. Uh, and then across LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you can follow us at, at Alter Live. Um, I look at all those messages as well. Awesome. Sounds good. Okay, well, we're out of time, but this is exciting. I'd encourage uh, uh, our listeners and our viewers to to check out alterlive.com and uh uh, they can help you or we can help you. We can at least point you in the right direction if you have any questions. So this is good. I, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, thank you. Well, we're excited to be partnering with you all. I think the work you've done, I mean, you guys have been in this space a lot longer and have helped churches through a lot of other technology innovation waves. Um, so it's exciting to be partnering together in this way. Yeah, for anyone listening, you're welcome to get started on a 14-day free trial of Alter. Um, we handle all the onboarding. You can imagine one of the number one concerns is always, I don't want to move my people to yet another platform. So if that's a concern, we can definitely take you all the way there. Um, we've walked a lot of churches through that process. That's awesome. All right, good. All right, well, we're out of time. Thank you, Stephanie. Sure, appreciate it. Yeah, yes. likewise, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Stephanie. All right. And thank you, Steve Lacey, for your input as usual. I'm glad to be here. This is a fun one. It is a fun one. My name is Phil Thompson, and this uh, Church Solutions broad, uh, podcast, broadcast, whatever we call it, is brought to you by MyChurchDaily.com. I should have said this earlier. I forgot. They won't pay us now. Uh, MyChurchDaily.com, which is actually us. We we actually have created MyChurchDaily.com. You can be on Alexa devices. You can be on Echo, Amazon Echo devices. You can do flash briefings, all that good stuff. Go to MyChurchDaily.com. We have a 14-day free trial as well. And if you have, have any questions about that, you can always chat with us live. So we're done here. Uh, I've taken enough time here again. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, folks, for your time today to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. Have yourself a great day. We'll catch you next time. Take care.